Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Dr. Raul Manapali. Raul is an Intel Fellow and Senior Director of Module Engineering in the Substrate Package Technology Development Organization. Raul and his team are responsible for developing the next generation of materials, processes, and equipment for Intel's package substrate pathfinding and development efforts. He has been with Intel for over 23 years. Welcome to the podcast, Raul. Thank you for having me on today, Daniel. First, Raul, can you tell us what originally got you started in semiconductors and why did you choose Intel? Oh, that, that takes me back a while, Daniel. So this starts uh, when I was in college. I'm originally from India, and this was uh, the 90s, and uh, PCs were not as common back then in India, and it wasn't quite accessible to everybody. And even back then, I saw what a personal computer does to a person's life in terms of communication and email access, getting access to this wonderful World Wide Web. At that time, it was, you know, starting up. And uh, I came to grad school here in, in the United States, and I had the opportunity uh, to pick a research topic that uh, was close to microelectronics, and I jumped on it. And I jumped on it and have been in packaging since then, uh, trying to make devices uh, that can uh, impact the life of people. And um, I actually had the opportunity to do that over the last 20 years here at Intel, you know, building devices that touches everybody's life. And uh, that brings me great satisfaction to have that opportunity. That's a great story. I, I agree completely. Computers were my first interest and that's what brought me into the semiconductor industry as well. So Intel was one of the first to achieve glass substrates for advanced packaging. How long has research been underway and what have been the greatest hurdles in this process? Uh, we've been working on uh, glass substrates uh, now for more than a decade. Uh, first, uh, with the universities and research, uh, this has been a topic of uh, interest for, uh, say, several years. And uh, we had our own internal effort with our components uh, research team trying to uncover the hard rocks and making uh, glass-based packaging a reality. And over the last three and a half years, uh, once we've achieved uh, critical breakthroughs in our uh, research, we've been working in the pathfinding mode, uh, bringing together a line that allows us to um, do research and development at scale, right? So, uh, so it's, it's been a decade-long journey uh, for us to be here and uh, making this announcement on glass-based packaging. In terms of big hurdles, uh, the, the number one thing is glass is fragile, right? And you've heard the story, glass shatters. So uh, our whole effort has been, uh, how do you handle glass uh, in a way that you can process this through the line, make an electronic package substrate, and get the benefits out of um, uh, all the benefits that glass brings to uh, packaging, right? That's been the, the major, um, breakthroughs over the last several years. In addition to, of course, architectural innovations, how do you manage stress in a, a glass-based package? How do you extract the best value in terms of density of interconnects? All of these have been critical, but the challenge has been, how do you handle something so fragile um, uh, as a package substrate? All right. 
What were the biggest technological breakthroughs or, as we say, aha moments in the process of making glass substrates a reality? I mean, can you provide a little bit more detail here? Yeah, the, the, the big one goes to the, the question that I just answered a, a minute ago is glass is fragile. So I know when, when we first started working on this, uh, it, 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 it took us a while to get a panel from the beginning of the line to the end of the line without cracking. So the first big thing was how do you protect a glass panel as it runs through the line, right? And And, you know, things as simple as the edge of the panel touching any metal surface can lead to a crack initiation or a, a damage in the glass panel. So working those out, not the real big technology elements, but just handling this was one of the big uh, challenge that uh, we've overcome now for the most part. Uh, along, along those lines are, you know, innovations and tool designs, right? How do you um, handle this uh, a fragile material through the line? How do you um, uh, work with something so fragile that uh, you can still add interconnect layers without building stress? And uh, and this has been uh, innovations that uh, uh, we've uh, worked on. And as uh, you may have seen, we've published, we have over 600 uh, inventions in uh, how to make glass work and, and and that's the reason we are here today is to take something fragile be able to handle it build interconnect layers and have it survive uh, from a reliability perspective so yeah yeah we we covered the announcement uh, last week it was very interesting so when shifting from organic substrates you know like what we use today to glass substrates what are the performance and density advantages Organic substrates have been the workhorse of the industry now for over uh, 20 plus years. Uh, they're, they're well, uh, there's, there's an industry that uh, uh, makes this in a low cost uh, uh, infrastructure and uh, it served us well over the last 20 years. But at the same time, we've known that uh, from a scaling perspective, what I mean by scaling is how do you make features finer? How do you pack more silicon onto glass? How do you interconnect more and more chips on a single package substrate? How do you go from a, a small size substrate to like an ultra large substrate that is uh, actually needed today's, uh, in today's AI-centric and data-centric worlds? Organic substrates just don't scale. So the benefits that glass bring in this space is first, it's flat, so we can do finer features. Lithography becomes easier on a flatter surface. Second, it's uh, dimensionally stable, and so exposing it to higher temperatures and going through a thermal cycle, we can still maintain the stability of a glass, whereas in an organic substrate, it starts to distort. So now we can do much finer vias, higher density of uh, through glass vias in a glass substrate compared to an organic substrate. And our, our design analysis shows at least 10x improvement in through glass vias compared to an organic substrate. And, uh, and from ability to pack silicon onto a, on a glass substrate, we can get uh, up to 8x reticles content of silicon on a glass substrate, whereas an organic substrate, it becomes increasingly challenging. And we see glass substrates can now go as big as 240 millimeter by 240 millimeters, uh, which is extremely, extremely useful in 
data-centric and AI-centric world. So there's uh, lots of uh, areas that only glass can allow us to scale in. Organic substrates will continue to exist, but scaling them has become increasingly challenging. Right. What about manufacturing? Does the manufacturing flow have to change to support glass substrates? Uh, if so, how is that done? Yeah, this has been uh, the, the, the toughest part of our journey. Uh, uh, substrate processes are, you know, quite well known in the industry. There's uh, at least more than a billion substrates made every year in the world. So these are well-established processes. But processing glass through a substrate line requires uh, attention and, you know, handling this in a, in a, in a unique way. So from a process standpoint, uh, most of the challenges are, you know, taking a bare glass, structured glass, um, uh, getting it to the point where you can uh, create your initial structures. And then the redistribution layers, you can use some of the uh, common techniques used in uh, traditional substrate manufacturing as well. So it's a combination of invention for some parts of the glass uh, panel handling and then using something that we've built on over the last 15, 20 years in organic substrates uh, to bring glass to life. So it's, I'd say it's a combination, but initial, initial handling of the glass is where the heavy lifting is. Oh, yeah, I understand. What are the most promising applications for glass substrates? And I mean, are there any limitations to potential applications given its fragility? Yeah, the, the promising aspect of glass substrates, as I mentioned earlier, is its uh, ability to pack in more silicon, better interconnect density, uh, ability to increase the density by 10x, and uh, make a package as large as 240 by 240 millimeters, uh, 8x silicon vertical content, right? And if you look at the trends in the, in the AI-centric world where uh, C, uh, logic and uh, memory are now being co-packaged together, uh, this is a designer's delight to have the capability uh, of, of a glass-based substrate is the flexibility of packing in more silicon onto a single substrate is uh, something that everyone in the AI world, data-centric world is looking for. In addition, the other benefit, of course, is uh, optical integration, right? Uh, we know uh, optical co-packaging as well as optical integration for communication is coming. Glass provides us a seamless way to do this in the future. So. In terms of capabilities, a roadmap, and scalability, we see lots of um, lots of uh, you know, interesting applications for glass substrates. So things that we know of, and things that we are continuing to learn every day as to where this can be used. As far as its uh, limitations go, uh, you hit it right on its head. Fragility is the number one uh, challenge with glass substrates, which includes processing in the line as well as through uh, how do you handle it, the reliability challenges that come with fragility of glass. All of these have to be engineered carefully. And that's the reason it's taken us this long to work on it. And we're not done yet. We're continuing to improve that as we move forward. Our intent is to make glass substrates uh, seamlessly replace organic substrates for our customers. Will this advancement change the way systems are designed in the future? And will there be a notable cost difference compared to organic substrates? Yeah, the, the design flexibility that a glass substrate offers, I think will certainly unleash a 
a lot of innovation in this space, especially uh, the ability for high-speed I.O. signaling, the improved power delivery that comes with a glass substrate, optical integration that's possible on a glass substrate, I think opens up the flexibility here uh, in terms of, if you're a designer, I think there is so much innovation that you can build uh, using a glass substrate. Uh, I think that part is clear, and we're just at the beginning of this. We see AI and data-centric workloads making use of this at the beginning, but eventually, once the infrastructure is in place, we see high-density interconnects uh, computing platforms, whether they're client or eventually data uh, client or data-centric, they will all continue to use Glass. As far as cost goes, right, this is the challenge of a new technology, uh, and this is also the reason we are trying to blend in uh, what exists in the industry for uh, redistribution layers, as well as what's unique for glass, that's the substrate uh, or the glass core processing. So we're blending that so that you know, the cost differential is not huge at the beginning, but eventually we see this to be on par with organic substrates once the volume and the infrastructure grows up. Wow, great conversation. Uh, thank you for your time, Roel, and congratulations on the announcement. And we look forward to talking to you again and, and getting an update, you know, maybe next early next year. And thank you all for listening, and have a great day. Thank you, Daniel. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day.